This is Valerie Van Boeven with the Senior Care Industry Netcast, where leaders with three or more years in the senior care industry share their advice. It's six questions in nine minutes, so let's get to it. In a few sentences, tell us who you are and what you do. Hi, Valerie. I'm Bill Comfort. I'm the owner of Comfort Long-Term Care, which is not a home care or care providing agency, which is what it sounds like. Comfort Long-Term Care is a long-term care insurance brokerage agency. So I specialize in long-term care insurance, long-term care planning, if you will, and when appropriate, long-term care insurance in any or all of its different forms now uh, becomes part of the funding vehicle for being able to pay for care uh, in the future. Um, I represent multiple companies. I represent multiple different ways of buying long-term care insurance, the traditional type of insurance, as well as these newer hybrid plans that link life and annuities with long-term care benefits. That's my main hat. My other hat's a training hat. I work with financial services professionals in teaching the CLTC, Certified in Long-Term Care Designation. And I also have been working for the last 12 or 13 years with the home care industry in doing training about long-term care insurance from the claims perspective to understand it from that care provider's perspective, which is different than the planning and, if you will, sale of the insurance. But they're two sides to the same coin. Uh, yes, and for our home care agencies, our assisted living facilities, our, all the folks out there who provide the long-term care services, understanding that claims process and being able to get through it easily or as easily as possible anyway, is really important. So um, yeah. whether you're in the market for long-term care insurance or you want to partner with someone who can help your clients, their adult children, and just generally understanding the claims process, I think you're, you're probably the best person to turn to. So we will also make sure as you guys are watching this that Bill's information is at the bottom of the screen. If you have questions for him, please feel free to reach out. And you serve uh, folks nationwide, right? I do, yeah. So that makes it really easy. No matter where you are, he can help. <laughs> right. So right. what is the best thing about providing your clients with long-term care peace of mind? Yeah, you know, it's interesting. I, I, in, in thinking about this conversation with you today, I, I think the two sides to my business, and I enjoy both of them, and I've been in the insurance business 29 years this year. I've sold long-term care insurance 28 of those years, and I've specialized pretty much just in long-term care insurance for 20 years. Um, is it, it, The two pieces that I enjoy is the planning, helping clients think about how to provide for, live through, deal with a need for care, extended care or long-term care, and funding it, paying for it, um, is the planning and the providing side. I, I've been in the business long enough to have had many, many clients of my own, as well as others who I've been asked to consult with who've needed care. And I've been able to see 
the insurance products work the way they're designed to work. I've been able to see the value that it brings, not just to the individuals who need care, but more importantly, to their families, to their spouses, their adult kids, uh, and so on. And that, that backside or that late stage of involvement with my clients, that providing side is very rewarding um, to me. Not really compensated for it. It's kind of what you put me on retainer for in a way, uh, you know, when you buy an insurance product from me or any other agent in a, in a way. Um, but I really enjoy both sides of that. It's interesting, Valerie, you know this. Nobody wants to think about needing care particularly when you're healthy and at some unknown time in the future. Just like nobody wants to see an attorney to get their wills and trusts in order or even buy life insurance, right? Who wants to think about it? But that's the value of good planning. You approach it, you do it, you put it on the shelf, and you then have the security to get on with life. And that's very rewarding for me to help clients build that peace of mind but then also the provision side is, uh, it has been a joy. And I get to see that critical time where just because you need care doesn't mean you stop living a good life right. when it's done well. Yep, absolutely. I, I've, I've had many family members and folks that I've just known in the community over all these years who have gone on claim for long-term care insurance. And it's amazing how little they have to worry and how much, you know, the home care agency or the agent together with the home care agency or the nursing home or assisted living works with them to get those claims paid and to get the paperwork done properly. And it is total peace of mind um, because if you think about how long they've been on claim uh, at this point, some of them, they would have run through hundreds of thousands of dollars in care costs by now. And, and it's interesting. You're exactly right. It's not just financial. It's directly financial, right? The insurance helps pay for the cost of professional care, whether it's in your home or assisted living and so on. But it's also emotional. It takes a huge piece off the shoulders not just to the person who needs care, but often more importantly, the other folks, the spouse, the partner, those adult kids. And I have seen families have very practical relief, if not emotional relief, with the benefit, this is going back some years now, but of $50 a day, where the adult kids have said, you know, that's $1,500 a month. And that has kept us from touching the principal in mom's estate. That was enough. And I've had clients who maybe could have written a check out of their own pocket for care, self-insuring or self-funding. And they've said to me, it was so much easier to ask the insurance company as opposed to asking for the money that we didn't know how it might work if we had to use our own funds or mom's own funds or whatever it would be. So there's, there's a range in there. And what's interesting is that becomes part of that initial planning conversation is really being able to understand with each unique client how that could, should work at some time in the future. 
I guess if I'm muted, I can't talk to you. What do you actually <laughs> need? You know, what do you want to be able to pay for? What do you want the insurance to pay for? There's so many questions in there. And that's why folks like you exist so that someone can talk to a professional and plan wisely. All right. Let's talk a little, let's switch it, switch it up a little bit and talk about online marketing. You're nationwide now and you do, I would guess the travel has probably cut down a bit and you're marketing yourself online, which you've probably done for a long time. I know you've had a website for a long time. It can be confusing and ever changing. What has been your experience or thoughts? How are you getting the word out and talking to folks now that we kind of aren't meeting in person right now? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. It's so a couple thoughts about that. First of all, I think my general advice is don't be afraid of the technology. Use it as an extension of yourself. I, I mean, this is somewhat goes without saying, but everybody's on Facebook. Every professional, every business owner obviously should be on LinkedIn. Be yourself, share. Uh, news articles with a little bit of commentary about your business, what you see, if you can add your own opinion or flavor to that, all the better. LinkedIn is a little more, again, business to business, but everybody else who's on LinkedIn, they have parents, they have people who are perhaps aging, needing care, and, and so on, and Facebook and Twitter and so on. So, I think don't be afraid of it, just be yourself, but have something regular you're saying about your business. I think that's the first step. Um, beyond that, what, what other tools are available? You know, uh, resources like uh, your, your network, Valerie, and, and, and connections that you can make that way kind of help bridge some of those, I think, broader technology issues and, and find ones that work, you know, for your business. I feel like I'm still learning. I, I'm pretty good at it, but I'm not as good as some other people who I admire and, and know in the business that are my peers, um, you know, that, that have been doing it maybe longer or better or, or, or deeper. And by the way, it's just an extension of the basic blocking and tackling in business. You got to reach out to your prospects, centers of influence who can refer business to you. You can still pick up the phone or have a Zoom chat or, you know, FaceTime, whatever that might be. You have to keep doing those things. Social media, online marketing doesn't replace those other things. We can't go to networking meetings anymore but we can sure as heck keep reaching out to people in our community that ought to be referring business to us and knowing what we're doing. Yeah, and everybody's in the same boat. So it's not as right. if you're the only one having right. a Zoom meeting. And I'm, I am uh, really impressed with our baby boomers and, and I guess I would be a Gen Xer. Um, some of us have, and I do, but some of us have never had to use Zoom or you know, other than family connections on Facebook and things like that, and but people are picking it up. Um, it's well, nice. and, and and that's the other thing. Don't be afraid to ask your clients, your potential clients, to use the technology. Mm -hmm. I, I give you know, I give an opportunity. Would you like to just have a phone call, or would you like to connect via Zoom? I, I want people to be comfortable either way. If they say, "What do you prefer?" 
I say, I prefer Zoom. I'd like to see your face, you know, make the connection. Even people who already know that's a nice way, you know, to get the verbal uh, or, or excuse me, the, the physical um, communication along with the verbal. So don't be afraid. My main market is probably 45 to 70 for the planning, mm -hmm. 50s and 60s for the most part. And I'll tell you what, everyone is so comfortable, especially because we've been learning it. Yeah. But I can't, I mean, I have families at claim time where we're having Zoom meetings with the folks in their 70s, early 80s, maybe getting some help from their adult kids. But don't be afraid to ask clients to use the technology. Yeah, they will. They'll figure it out. They'll try. Right. right. They can always practice. It's, it's, no one's, you know, has to be brilliant at this. It's just... You know, you give it a try and see what you can come up with. It, it's a, it is a learning curve for everybody. Absolutely. It's our new way of connecting personally. It totally is. Yeah, yeah. All right. Let's see here. Okay, let's go back to your wisdom and your longevity in this market. I would imagine that over time, I know you're a mentor to many, um, and you're an inspiration to many in the long-term care insurance field. Um, what other successful leaders out there or organizations, there might be organizations you think are doing a great job or people out there you know that have been doing a great job for a very long time in this market. Um, was there anybody you like to give a shout out to or you think about when, when I say that? Yeah, yeah, that's a, that's a great question. And, and, and there's one, and I'm sorry, I don't know who it was, but it was back in the mid-90s where I was really beginning to dig into the long-term care insurance business and developing that specialty. And I went to a training session, and this guy was doing a CE course, and he said, when you see the letters LTC, and he was talking to a room full of agents about the insurance, but he said, when you see the letters LTC, think of it standing for look to claims. In other words, understand what the insurance is supposed to pay for in understanding the insurance. And, and that, just, that just hit me, that rang my bell in a good way. And so a couple of things that have then connected. The CSA, Certified Senior Advisor Program, is, is, a, is a training course. I was on the faculty for 10 years or so in the first part of the uh, 2002 to 12 or so. That program really, no matter what your profession is, helps you understand what is aging. What is aging successfully? Where, where do the problems come in? It's not an insurance course. It's not any profession. It's an understanding about aging. But it really resonated with me in that idea of I'm helping people plan for this later time in life. And of course, the CLTC program founded by um, Harley Gordon, an elder law attorney, to teach financial services professionals certified in long-term care how to position long-term care insurance as the funding tool for a plan, not just a product in and of itself. Mm -hmm. um, so within my business, those have been the key influencers. And, and I just, I, I, the CSA program still has tremendous value, educational value for folks. Uh, and, and one other group among many, 
care providers, but um, getting to work with several big national franchises, particularly um, Home Instead Senior Care and the founders, Paul and Lori Hogan, um, who asked me to help do training for their organization about claims, understanding long-term care claims, uh, and being involved in, in some of their uh, educational, not just for their company, but really for that industry. Um, it's been a huge influence for me to continue to remember that LTC means look to claims, not just an insurance sale. That's great. That is great. And I've never heard that. And it makes so much sense. So I'm glad you said that. And also, you would, I mean, as you know, many, many home care agency owners, marketers, um, and folks all over the senior care industry have that CSA designation. Um, so it definitely is one that has taught so many people across this country about what it's like to age and what you can expect and how to plan for it. And, yeah, and it's how a, to communicate most effectively. Yeah. With, with all ages across this idea of getting older, which we all are. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah. <laughs> We totally are. Oh my goodness. All right. What piece of advice would you give to others in the senior care industry about long-term care insurance? Yeah. So particularly care providers, home care agency, owners, key people, assisted living, and so on. Related to long-term care insurance, make sure that you've got a good understanding or a good partner to help you understand and work with this crazy variety of different types of policies. Not just different types of policies, but policies across 20 or 30 years. If you have a, a client that's 85 and they own long-term care insurance, if they bought it 30 years ago, the definitions may work very differently than how we know and understand long-term care insurance, the way it works and is built today. And, and understanding those differences can be very helpful in, in eliminating a lot of frustration on your part in your business, as well as for your clients and their families. That's a process of, of learning. But again, look to claims, working to understand the insurance from that perspective. And in my business, working with those providers, part of my training, the value for me is the clients of senior care providers are not my clients. They already need care. But all of those adult children are. And helping everyone have a successful experience with the coverage benefits everyone and creates opportunities for referrals and business connections as well. Right. I mean, those kids are in a, in a good position. They understand what's happening in the, in the moment, they see what their parents are going through. And that's when usually most of our light bulbs go on that, hey, I'm gonna head down the same or a similar path probably, and, or, or maybe, and it depends on how I live my life. And there's no predictors out there as to what's gonna happen tomorrow. So if I don't wanna end up on Medicaid or I don't mind sharing that partnership with my state and Medicaid and long-term care, whatever it is, they're learning right now as their parent is going through this, what they should do and probably shouldn't do or right. 
wish their parent would have done. Right. How can I, how can I be in the same position as mom and dad, or how can I not end up in the same position as mom and dad? Exactly. And I think what you said about understanding that a 75, 85 year old may have a policy that's 20 or 30 years old. That is really important to understand. I think because they change so much between 30 years ago, 20 years ago, and 10 years ago, those policies have changed quite a bit. So every single time somebody goes on claim, even if it's the same company that you've dealt with before, it may be a completely different animal than the last time. Right, right. So it's, and, and, and there's an explosion of new policies, which are called combo or hybrid or linked benefit. Some of them are purpose-built for long-term care. And, and those work like any other long-term care policy that we've gotten to know over the last 10, 15 years. But there's also a whole bunch of writers now that are just called chronic illness. And I have to tell you, Valerie, new policies being issued today that are just under this generic chronic illness benefit, the definitions are all over the map. Some of them don't even trigger benefits for a cognitive impairment. It's ADL only. And as you know, if you have early stage Alzheimer's or dementia, you're doing all your ADLs, but you've got to have help and supervision in your life. So I think we're going to see a new round of frustrating uh, policy definitions where these things aren't paying the way clients or care providers want or hope hope for them to. Um, so continuing to understand it is, is, it's an ongoing, uh, process. Yeah. Consult with, consult with someone who understands the language before signing on the dotted line. Exactly. I I can see that, uh, that's a tricky little difference. ADLs versus cognitive impairment. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. That's, that's pretty tricky. I mean, I think I I use as an example all the time, he had cognitive impairment, way before he couldn't do his own ADLs. Right. And could his wife have used some respite care? A little bit, you know, somebody to just come in and hang out with him for a few hours a day while she went? Absolutely. Could he have wandered off and gotten into some big trouble even though he can still give himself a bath? Absolutely. Right. So, yeah, those are uh, are some tricky languages that we need to understand for sure. Right. Right. All right. right. My last question is supposed to be a fun one. When you have a win in life, it could be a personal win, it could be like a, a marriage, a, a graduation, or it could be a business win. How do you celebrate? Oh, that's an interesting question. Uh, if it's a business win, I, I mean, a, a, a sale, a completed plan, that kind of thing, mm-hmm. it's, I think my first reaction to that would just be to say next. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's, that's my paycheck, right? So mm-hmm. where's my next paycheck coming from? I, you know, I have to go back to work. So mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't explicitly celebrate those, even if it's a, a big case or an above average kind of a, of, a, of a case or a commission even for me. That's, that's the way the business runs. Yeah. Now, there are times that, that special things happen, whether they're personal or related to business. You know, especially, I, I think a nice dinner, going yeah. out uh, or staying in and cooking a nice dinner. <laughs> Depending which on the of course, day, right? And it involves a good bottle of wine. So, yeah. you know, I think, you know, celebrating, connecting, um, you know, with people you care about, um, 
and enjoying life that way, even if it's not directly related to that win, being purposeful about connecting with folks. And I, I, I love to cook. And so food and wine is probably my, uh, my main route to, um, to celebrate those wins in life. That's, our, our, that's, a t that's a good response, I think. You know, right now we're not necessarily, I mean, going out to dinner is a possibility right now. It is especially a nice place where you can have a little, you know, private celebration of just, you know, having a good year right. or having a good, I don't know who's having a good year right now, but <laughs> you know what I mean? Like having a good month or whatever, or just, you know, taking some time to relax together. Uh, as a family, uh, I think those right. are important things to celebrate all the time as much as possible, uh, even at home with a nice dinner. So either yep. way, just enjoying the life that we have uh, is a good way to celebrate. So yep. thank you very much for being on You're the show. Welcome. Thank you for educating us. And this is all about imparting wisdom and good news and helping others understand not only um, how we do business, but also how we can do business better in this market. So I appreciate you being on the show and, and, and sharing with us. You're very welcome. Thank you.